Hi, and welcome to Moral High Ground. And today, I'm going to be talking about many subjects. I'm going to be talking about de-banning these groups whose things they stand for doesn't make sense anymore. I'm going to be talking about restructuring the value of a woman, making her purpose greater. I'm going to be talking about how things should kind of change with the elderly. And so, I'm going to call this a humbleizing society. And that's what this episode is called. We're going to start with humbleizing or trying to make the concept of these groups more... Oh, hell, I'm not going to make it sound sweet. I'm talking about cutting these groups in half, giving them something tiny to bite onto because they're causing too much chaos and they need to be irrelevant. And we need to change these things. If anything, instead of having multiple groups, we need to have one. And just one that covers all topics all together. Instead of having this group here, that group there, this one hates this group, that group doesn't stand for this group, we got to get rid of all of them. And the main thing that I want to talk about is the one that I always talk about, is the feminist movement. You know, come to, uh, I was in a, this happened to be ear dropping, as they say, or eavesdropping, or whatever the hell, but I heard of a conversation, and the woman was trying to say that they're not a sexual object, or they're not objects, which out of nowhere just like blew my mind and dumbfounded me for a minute because I haven't heard that in a minute. Like, I heard one say that in a minute. Oh, you treat women like sex objects, you know? And it made me think, like, isn't that what society then came to when it comes to women? That they already decided to use their sexual prowess to obtain money and things from men and, you know, to try to build success based off of their sexual you know, nature, their body, and with the pretty their eyes or their face, whatever. They learn how to market themselves on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you know, freaking, what's it, OnlyFans, all that. All that. Snapchat, I don't, I tried, I like opened it up and closed it in one day. And not even a day, it was just like within minutes because it's the same damn thing. It's just like, Facebook or, I mean, like Instagram or something like that, you know, and I really don't be wanting to be on video all the time unless it's something I create and think is cool or something like that, it's just my thing, you know, I don't want to be sitting here talking about nonsense to make you buy things or to make you think I'm better than what I am, I'm just a man, like me, love me, I'm trying to survive and succeed in life just like the rest of every other person on the planet, you know. All these things that people talk about on these things are irrelevant because they're talking about either their sex life, they're talking about what kind of drugs they're doing, they're talking about what kind of success they're doing to, to you know, get over on people or whatever. And the thing about it is it's immoral because what you're doing is you're automatically proving that you're better than someone and in some cases a lot of you want to be bigger than God. And it's not right, you know? It's a thing where 
we have to humble ourselves when it comes to these type of topics. And it starts with these groups and with the feminist movement. Because I believe that concept has been in a woman's mind for way too long. Men get it now. We understand whatever it was that this originally started for. Yeah, I'm going to get hated for saying whatever it was, but whatever. The thing about it is, we all want love. We all want happiness. We all want someone to care for us, to be interested in the things we're interested in. We feel happy about something. We can go tell that person, hey, I did this. And they're like, you did it? Yeah. And you're both happy. You go out to eat or something. Whatever. You know. But you have to humble yourselves. And like I said, the feminist movement is one of these statements that I heard. This is exactly what they complain and talk about. Women are not sex objects. We're independent people. We're this and that. But in a society that's changed to cater to the sexual nature of both male and female, they're sex objects. It's just the main principle of the thing. They have OnlyFans. What they do, they show, they sell videos of themselves. They sell photos of themselves. They're making you pay for the time to talk to them, you know. And it's not just OnlyFans. This is all over the internet. This is all over uh, society. You know, even a dating website, man, the simplest thing. And to be honest, they should not be costing money for these things. They shouldn't. And if anything, you know, make it affordable, like a dollar, two dollar membership, you know, three something. It doesn't have to be a fortune just to talk to someone that you may never meet in real life and never talk to in real life. You're already giving them. And this is why dating websites is bad because they're automatically making women feel like they have power by saying, hey, I'm on this dating website. All these guys are talking to me. And so they automatically feel that they're better than most people, better than a girl that they think is ugly who's probably got a better heart than her. It's not right. And so dating websites is a group in itself that builds women up and leads them to the next path, which is Instagram, OnlyFans, and so forth. Because these dating websites say, well, maybe they like me on this site. They like me on this site. Well, I guess I can put myself naked on Reddit. Well, if I'm good naked on Reddit, then I'm going to be with the real good OnlyFans. Oh, but I need to get more audience. I'll go on Instagram. This is how women are thinking nowadays, marketing themselves as the ultimate product, you know? And like I've always said, you know what I'm saying? You get a woman, it's like, you know, you get a present, and women are a lot like like objects, if you think about it, you know? Women are a lot like objects, like whatever system you bought, whatever clothes, whatever kind of furniture, okay? whatever kind of freaking food, I don't care what it is, okay, you name what the product is, but it's a female, okay, but once you got that thing and it gets broken, you know, you can't fix it, because it, sometimes it comes broken and damaged inside, and you don't even know, you don't got the tools to open the damn thing up and see what's broken in it, you know, but you gotta fix it, you find ways to fix it, you do, you're jerry-rigging it or however they say it, okay, you're tweaking it to, to work for you. And that's the main thing that's going on with this product. You got to tweak it to make it work for you, you know. And 
Yeah, I'm offending people probably. I don't care. I'm talking to them, trying to make you understand in a different light. With women or products, you gotta tweak it to work, you know. And then at the same time, when it gets truly, you know, ornery, it wants to mess up on you. You gotta get frustrated, keep playing with the remote control or something, and you ain't getting it right. You gotta change battery. You gotta figure out how to do something just to get it back to normal, back to functional the way that you're accustomed to, not the way that you know it wants to do itself. You know, and hopefully that makes sense. But it's a product, dude. It's like, you know, all this crap happens. It starts doing crap on its own. It starts, you know, messing up the thing that you cared about or like. And you gotta go get a new one. You know, it's stupid. And then it's like, you're sitting there with this product and you're trying to, you know, understand why it's doing these things. Once you figure out why, you resolve that issue, then you're back to trying to figure out again because it's going to do it somewhere down the line. You know? And yeah, you can be happy with this product. Do the things you want it to do. You know, have a good, joyful time. Great memories. Fond memories with this product. But the thing about it is, when it truly breaks down, truly had enough, then you try to take it back. Like, hey, I'm going to take you back where you come from, or whatever the hell. And it's like, no, you know, but damn thing don't want to go, you know, it's like that song, the cat came back the very next day, the cat came back, I thought he was a goner, but the cat came back, he just wouldn't stay away, you know what I mean, and it just ruins your life, you know, and this isn't some cases, but it ruins your life, and you gotta go to jail or something, over something that never truly happened, the way that they explained it to <laughs> or person. <laughs> oh God, I can't wait on the video. But anyway, so that's what happens. You can't get no refunds. You can't get no warranties. You know, you signed a waiver. It doesn't matter because your money's gonna come up short. You know, and it's like you're sitting there and just like, damn. Why did I even buy this product to begin with? Why did I even invest my time in this product? Because you lost everything to the stupid product that you bought that you thought was going to last you the rest of your life or as long as you can feel enjoyment, you know. And it was a waste of time and energy. It's a waste of time and energy to invest in anything that's going to suck up your time and money. And that's the truth, you know. And so with that being said, in the most probably arrogant, sexist, and uh, male chauvinist asshole way that I am, <laughs> I'm going to go back to this thing with the groups and why this subject is even brought up today. It's because of the fact that women are objects. You know, they say men treat women like objects. But they are. In this world, it is in the, and the thing about it is, I believe this feminist movement should be demanded because of that. They say that women aren't sexual objects and they want to be respected. Well, once they turn into these sexual object individuals, they're not respected. You can't respect something that doesn't truly want to respect itself or has any type of intelligence to rival your own. So it becomes a thing where you're just like, wow. What am I doing here? Now, don't get me wrong, there's some very beautiful women, very beautiful women, 
goddesses of perfections. Make your mouth water. Just make you think about them for no reason whatsoever. They pop in your head and you go, damn, that's a woman. You know, like Lacey K. Or like that chick, uh, Louisa from Ukraine. Or some of these other hotties with bodies out here. Like that Persephone chick. She's a hottie with a body, chocolate goddess. There's all kinds I can go on and on and on. But let's be simple here and just say some women can be valued and worshipped because of their knowledge and personalities and hobbies and belief systems. A woman that doesn't have these has no value and mostly are objects, not people. Because they like to talk at you, not with you. If a woman's talking at you, she ain't saying nothing really. But a woman that has some kind of weight and knowledge that can sit back and say, hey, I like the way you think. Here's what I think. What do you think about that? Now that's someone who's got some value because they can learn how to talk on a more intimate and interesting level, something very intriguing that keeps you captivated okay and a lot of girls don't got that now that's what I see I mean don't get me wrong I see some of the women that talked to walked up to me or over the past couple months were pretty damn uh, lame in a way when it comes to conversations that's a bad thing you know what I mean like we gotta have some kind of you know something to keep me interested I'm not I don't like what you like and if I did, that wouldn't make me an individual. It makes me just a drone or a follower. And a man shouldn't follow no one except for God. And when it comes to the whole thing with trying to be the, the aggressive chick or the you know, one with attitude or all this crap, it's a waste of time because, you know, first off, if every woman thinks they're confident, then there's no problem there. But when you think you're over, women don't see the overconfidence in themselves and the arrogance in themselves when it comes to they think they're beautiful and they're God's gift to men, but not every man wants you. Most of the time, you're just a blabbering hottie that is called a thotty. I mean, that's why these guys call them thots. There's no time to sit there and and hear all this crazy nonsense, a waste of time. Yeah, you're attractive, big deal. You know, what else can you do? Can you do anything else? You know, the girls come talking about, oh, you know, you know, you want me? You gonna do this? Why? Because I got pussy. Okay, so what? Every other woman got pussy. I had a conversation like, I don't know, three times last month. I mean, last year. <laughs> last month. Last year. Because it was stupid. The one dumbass chick that was looking like a goddamn Sasquatch, and then the other chick that looked like a creature from the Black Lagoon, and uh, I, I, I no, okay, you ain't all that. Someone lied to you, and you need to sit yourself down somewhere and get some serious counseling or, or put some Prozac all up in your systems. Okay, <laughs> what I'm just saying, okay, it make no sense that. A woman can run around and think she's this this ultimate thing, a prize. You're not the prize because you learn how to use makeup. 
you know, you got some breast implants or something, you're deprived when you hold value in your life, when you have something that you stand for and you don't fall for everything. And that's the problem when it comes to people or women, I should say, that's any of these sex things and stuff. You eat fucking people because guys do the same crap. They're out there and they're trying to be just like this, the sexual monsters. And now they do all this other crap that I don't understand with the, the both sexes. Why are you changing genders? I don't get it. I just I don't get it. You know, I'm so proud of being a dude. I don't give a shit. I mean, there's things a dude can get away with women can't. If I walk into a room and I'm talking all of a sudden, I just burp all out. Ain't nobody gonna really get mad at me unless I'm around a bunch of stuck-up, snobby assholes. They're just gonna be like, oh, shit, what'd you eat? It's <laughs> the truth, man. It's just like, I'll be like, oh, I drunk some beer, whatever. You know, there's guy stuff you can do. And it's cool. Because you're a dude. You know? And I don't even know how to explain it to you. That's how happy I am of being a man. I'm proud to get up, be able to freaking create something, you know, if I depending on the atmosphere, and I, this is why I say that the city restrains people, because back in the day when I had houses and the backgrounds and all that shit, you know, I was able to, like, go box in the yard, uh, you know, kick on my wave master and shit, and, you know, lift weights here and there, do kind of stuff to, to get the brushing out, the rage and whatnot, and this was something women should be for, not in a, just because they're sexy. Oh, let's just have sex with you. Or, you know, some dumb shit. You know, just to say you did it with her because everybody, all your homies think she's fine. No. Women need to be there for this type of thing I'm saying right here. When you, you're a guy and you're out here, you're doing these things physical because you need to work out that energy, that anger, that rage. And I don't care what dude you is out there. You know what I'm talking about. You're mad. You're tired of working for people, putting up with crap tired of people coming up talking to you about stuff it doesn't matter who you are Jesus you know you're tired of wasting your money and feeling like you're not getting no value out of it you're tired of these things you're tired of trying to work with your family and they don't want to understand they just want to understand that you're related to them either they can get something out of you or they're going to keep punishing you with stuff you did when you were less intelligent than you are now and so Women don't get that either. So, <coughs> it comes to a point where you have to sit back. You have to say, hey, okay, this isn't working. You know, you can't go around just having sex because a chick's hot. They need to be there so you can work out that passion that desire on them but you're doing it because of the fact that this is the person you care for you don't want to just be doing it to everybody even though it's hard because you know you see so many beautiful appetizing creatures <laughs> but it has to be some kind of thing where you're actually truly comfortable with somebody inside and out that you want to be around this person you enjoy them and even if you guys are just friends because come on life is short any friends turn into lovers you know what I'm saying and it happens believe it or not most of you some of you guys that probably never 
how it happened, it happens. If you become friends with someone on a real friend level, though, not just because you're attracted to them and was friends, and then somehow you guys are messing around. But no, on a real level where you're just like, you know, you can hang with that person. Hey, what's going on? I'm going to go do something, whatever. This type of relationship lasts for a long time because you want to be friends as well as lovers. <coughs> but it's hard to be friends sometimes with women nowadays because they think, because of the fact that they you know, so many women have put themselves out there in so many different ways. The reason why so many of them are single is because there's so many girls doing the same thing. And these girls that talk to these guys and want to be with them, or even friends with them, the thing is that they feel that they're doing something different than any other woman. And this is where I'm saying they're not. And so because they're not doing nothing different, and they're out there living whatever little party life or whatever thing they prefer. The guy's like, oh, this is another copy of that other chick. I'm going to leave her alone. <laughs> and it's just that simple. I'm going to hit it and quit it. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's sitting around saying, oh, you going to hit it and quit it? you going to hit it and quit it? All right, let's hit this shit. You know, everybody doing it to her. She feeling prized. And after a while, you're just a, a comrade. And it's stupid. And for what? This is my point of women being objects because you you might think you're an object of someone's perfect, uh, <clears throat> you know, think you're an object of someone's uh, obsession or anything like that. But in reality, you're just a, a, a used object that's being worn out and abused and then forgotten. And you want to be valued as a person for what you know who you are it's time to grow not to continue down a path where you're following the bad habits and bad patterns trying to live like these people on these reality shows or music videos and reality shows I believe feed women the most nonsense you know I got a relative that watches the shit out of loving hip hop and stuff and I'll watch it here and there I'll be laughing like what the hell is wrong with these people (laughs) like this is stupid what kind of business is this (laughs) You know, especially, I don't know, some of them I watched, I, I liked it, but it was because of stupid shit. But <clears throat> the whole thing is, women actually take on these persona, or personas. I've seen it happen, and it, tra- it trips the hell out of me. Like, this is what you want to be like, this stupid broad with Evelyn from Basketball Wives. You want to be like one of these dumb chicks, like that Rosa chicken. <laughs> All these dumb chicks, all these reality shows, just screaming people who yell and jump and fight for no reason over little petty arguments that, like I said, it's stupid and doesn't matter to humanity or God. And so we need to humble the woman and give her that value again. We need her to pick up a book and get her own knowledge and wisdom and imagination. We need creativity to come straight from the heart of a woman to protect the children of the future and guide them into the path of righteousness and virtue and that's all I'm going to say about that I'm going to leave it alone there's ways to make women more powerful and more respected and loved than what they are but as long as women continue down this path 
or planning sexual object roles, continuing to be like these bad, bad female role models. They will always lead down this path of emptiness and loneliness, which they all totally, truly fear. <clears throat> and so, I believe that value can be coming from a man that truly cares for him and doesn't have to have all this glamour and grits and, and <laughs> grits. But y'all know what I'm saying. Just women need to love yourselves. And that's all I want to say. But moving on to the next one. The elderly thing is what bothers me a lot lately. Because it's crazy. You know, where old people get, you know, you. And I can say because I'm in my 40s, but, you know, in most people's memories, not as good as mine when it comes to certain things. Like, I can remember crap when I was two and three. And it's like crazy, man. And I think about it now, and I'm like, damn, I'm tall, I'm big, I These are crap I remember standing in the living room looking at my hands, and they were all tiny. I'm like, what the hell are these things? <laughs> and I was like two or three, and I think I was three. And I'm like, what the hell am I looking at? What these things are now? Even though I've been using them and doing stupid crap with them the whole time. But now, I was back and like, damn, what the hell was I thinking about? <laughs> It's crazy because I remember when I was a baby, you know, but like what the hell was I thinking about? <laughs> it was like that one time, and these are little stupid memories. And this is why your mind can shift your reality to something crazy, you know. And old people go through this with dementia, but you know it's bad. They're sitting there and got dementia, or they're sleeping into some. They're slipping into some kind of. Uh, memory loss problem besides dementia, I forget the other one, what the other one is called, but it's one where you're, aware, you're not aware of what you're doing or whatever, and then, you know, there's all these other issues, and people, I think the problem is, they get greedy, they'll take a family member in just to get money from them, abandon them. Or become costly to some people because of all the medical care that needs to happen to help the old person out. And I think the worst part about it is, and I mentioned this before, is I have all this knowledge of time periods before. You know, if they lived close to 80 years, that's, you're almost close to 100 years, man. You're getting close to 90 and 100. So it means you have like generations of of knowledge of what things used to be and it needs to be passed down and I believe this you know these have these uh, have strides if I'm saying it right people who and I'm talking about way way back in like dark ages medieval times stuff like that and these people walk around writing down things that are going down around them. They're walking around a night, they're following a night and they're writing a story about this night. They're sitting by the king and they're writing down things this king is doing. They're walking around priests, you know, writing down every bit of wisdom that comes out of their mouth. They're out there, you know, like disciples of other people, but they're writing it down, making a historical document, you know, and with this being said, I think a good idea to get that knowledge is to have someone, a family member that actually loved this person at one time, go record it if you can, 
get notepads and write down what you what you talk about, you know, and obtain that knowledge and not just keep it for yourself, but share it for the rest of your family. And that way you can go, oh, we bring forth the notes of Uncle Roger. This is what Uncle Roger said to people, you know. Or oh, Aunt Cinda from uh, you know, Mildred's daughter left this note uh, for everyone to know and they start reading stuff or just take it all together and just add them all together from so many different family members and, be, and then make it a book called The Legacy of That Family or The Family Legacy, you know, whatever. You can say tree, whatever. What I'm thinking about and what I'm talking about will rebuild the family structure. Not just have a family, have kids, and we sit there, fair parents work, kids go to school, we eat, all this crap that we know already and have done. It doesn't work, apparently, because there's so many that leave the flock, stay away from the flock, We doesn't want to return to the family structure, makes another family, their family is even worse, and so on, and so on. This is why, because we need a new concept when it comes to respecting our elders and loving our people that aren't getting old and it starts with a concept like this that I thought of and I would believe would change humanity and family uh, living structure and so I believe what we do is we like I say have people write about you know, say instead of having a kid, just be a kid, you know, have them. And instead of just letting school teach them how to read and write, sit there and teach them yourself. Have them start documenting things they did during the day. You know, at first it takes them a while. After a while, they'll be great writers again. And let's try to do it outside of the computer. Because the computer is poison when it comes to your true personal life. It's no different than putting yourself on a star status in television movies where people study you want to know your private life. So to keep that family secrets, keep the family's legacy alive, every member of the family has to write down something at least, you know, for an hour a day, 30 minutes, doesn't matter. Just write something down for every day. If it's long, let it be long. If it be a new book, get a new book. But do this. And then eventually, when it gets to the last member of that bloodline, that member has a duty to put all the stories together that the family members had as a whole. And when I say the last, I'm not saying the very end of the family bloodline. I'm saying, let's say you had a, a woman who had four kids. And she has a husband, and maybe she doesn't, maybe he died, whatever. But yeah, she has four kids, it's her. So her and her four kids write down a thing every day in their own personal journals. And, you know, as they get older in time, of course the mom's gonna die off. So one of them, let's say a daughter takes the journal of her mom and starts to keep writing her own. And then the brothers and the sister is all writing stuff. One brother dies in a car wreck, his book gets taken by his sister, or, you know, whatever. So his sister got the mom, the brother, and hers, and then once again she got a brother and another sister. 
and in time, like she dies, and so the other sister takes all three of those books and then so forth. And so by then, though, there's all these kids that they had, all four of them had kids, you know, all four of them. Let's say they all had about six kids each, and then each kid has their own books and it keeps going on like that but when it comes to the original siblings the last one has to put the book together of her brother that died and it hands it off to her daughter and so forth like that and then that would build a family structure a purpose for family and bonding to say that that bloodline will not be forgotten and wiped away like a Dead Sea language, like a, like a uh, country that was wiped out, a society of people that no longer exist. To me, it was just getting killed off already by the violence and the chaos of the world that's set to us by the powers that be. But those powers can't be above the love and strength a family can bring under the grace of God. And so this is the things that needs to happen to bring a strong family structure together. And I just believe it's one of them. And to do this, it starts with the old, like I said. The old has to have people come visit, record, or write down what's being said. And not record so you can go give it to a lawyer so you can take your inheritance from somebody. And that's some bull, and that means you're wicked at heart to even do that. But someone that actually cares about the true knowledge because understand you are part of this person you were created from this person so that means before you was created everything this individual did had a purpose that led to your creation it's, I know it sounds deep but it's the truth this thing, this person said, I'm going to go smoke a joint. Hey, what's that girl? She's pretty hot. I like that type of girl. Next thing you know, they find one like your mom. It looks exactly like the type of girl that dude met. And then, bam, you're created. <laughs> what, happened, what happened before that, though? What did he do before that? Oh, he tried to play basketball. You know, <laughs> then he got tripped up on the court. He punched a guy in the eye. It became a legend story of a tale. Everyone talks about it. You know, stuff like that. It's cool. So we need to build those things. And not just having gossip. It's something like when you watch Back to the Future and Marty McFly knows all this crap about his parents before he goes back in time. And when he comes back, it all changed. You know, but they just talked about what they did. And then in part two, he goes to the future. His mom is telling his grandkids or her grandkids all about what he did when, they, when he was younger. But they're telling it. After they're gone, it's gone. After that woman dies, there's, there's no more of that story. Unless the parents tell the story. And after the parents tell the story and die, kids might not even remember it. You know, and after a while, it just fades. And the old person that once was, they created you. And your kids, your grandkids, everything they did, they still in the heart of everybody. It becomes a lost memory or one that doesn't exist anymore at all. So I believe these books need to be created, the legacy of the family. And I believe it can start by going to the oldest person. Like I said, so they don't become this memory, this, this old 
fairy tale that no one remembers anymore or barely cares about because it doesn't make sense to the life that they're living at the moment. But we can do this because it's been done. Even if we don't have faith, it's been done before. And God's words have been done before because it's a book that carried on of a bloodline of people that became a nation of people. And that's why the Bible is kind of the greatest book because it's telling about a bloodline that starts with the Hebrew people, just a small family. And you can say, oh, Adam and Eve weren't the only people on earth, so be it then. And they can say Adam and Eve weren't the only males and females on earth. You know, because like they say, oh, they had the kids had to breed with somebody. Well, fine, maybe they did. Maybe there were people there. But God made it clear. He made Adam and Eve, which means he made those people himself. Everything, if you want to read the books of Greek mythology, there's there's a thing about how Zeus created the people. And it, there's like the stone people, the metal people. The silver people. I know all this because I actually thought about this. How the other gods create humankind. And so that's what he did. And he made these people. And they explained the personalities of each of these people. Made a stone in Greek mythology. And it's quite interesting. And, uh, you know, then uh, this is another one about a dragon and some blood. I think I can't remember how that one goes. I think that's a, uh, a Hinduism or something. I don't know. And then there's lots of other ones, but the point of what I'm saying is there's there's stories there for a reason. I mean, God created these two people, Adam and Eve, over all the other people in the world. That means that his bloodline, the Hebrew people, went far and beyond Adam and Eve, his first creation. You understand? So he said Jesus is the son of God through bloodline alone. Because I tell you in Matthew and Luke, that's not, or, or is it, yeah, Matthew and Luke were the only ones that actually tru truly tell you the bloodline of Christ in the first chapter of the book. And they tell you like all the way from Adam all the way down to uh, Joseph or or Mary. And uh, I, think it, I think in the first of Matthew is Joseph's bloodline. And then in Luke, it's Mary's bloodline. Some of them have the same relatives within that bloodline. And you would never know. But what makes it interesting, and I don't think people truly analyze this when they talk about the Bible, what makes it really interesting is the fact that if you go through the bloodlines, you'll see where they had the same relatives. But it, because people have multiple kids most of the time, the bloodlines, the, the, the ancestor DNA doesn't really matter because they all came from a certain similar place that came from Adam and Eve. But it went all the way down through generations and it had so many different connections. And that's how you get like, oh, the Levites, the, the Benjamin tribe or um, Judah tribe and all this because their family bloodline got so big that it just kept going. Just imagine if you write, if you start this idea with this family legacy book today, in a hundred years from now, it would be huge. And so many family members 
will be there and it might be a religion in itself of your people your bloodline what goes before you you don't know because no one thought of this before or thought of doing this before so try it and let's see if we can change the world and make families humble and wholesome once again with a new light and you know the last thing I was going to say here is about the groups again <laughs> and it's just that the feminist movement should deban some of its stuff and it no longer matters because other women that want to be in the provocative way or want to be you know, roughneck type of chick and all this, they pretty much make it look bad. And the lesbian concept within the feminist movement has nothing to do with true uh, womanhood. And I just, I just believe that a woman should stand alone, independent, and want these things without having to have a sexual prowess involved. You know, she just want to be a woman and succeed in life. And I'll reason why I say no sexual prowess stuff because most of them want to hate men. So they probably don't like men. It doesn't have to be that. Just be a woman. You are the opposite of men. So you have to figure it out that some kind of man's DNA is in you. And I don't mean that in a joking way or... I would have laughed or something, I don't know. But that's just one group. And then another group that needs to be the band. And, you know, we need to come up with something better for the black people. And I just believe that Black Lives Matter is the biggest con there is because they already got discovered for committing fraud by buying some mansion or something. You know, they haven't done nothing but cause chaos. I believe we can make something similar to the NAACP, but more active, like how the Black Lives Matter was doing, but not in that way, because Martin Luther King pretty much gets slapped in the face when it comes to marching, because they call themselves protesting and it destroyed everything, but Martin Luther King was more humble and righteous by just having people sit in a circle or sing Kumbaya or march way better than the stuff that Black Lives Matter did and it didn't represent God Martin the King or God and it didn't represent black people. It represented somebody's greed to manipulate the people. And that's a whole different thing, a different subject. But I believe there needs to be a new group stands for black people and not just stand for them to be protected, stand for them to get rights. Stand for trying to improve the black culture as a whole improve the knowledge and wisdom of the black people, improve their colorism towards each other, their hatred towards each other, improve the family circle, as well as improve uh, the life of people financially, giving them jobs, making them more comfortable in places. You know, yeah, you can blacklist you know, cops and all this crap if you wanted to. But the thing about it is, <clears throat> one thing, Martin Luther King did right, when he tried, and not just him, Malcolm X too, 
they both try to let people know we can stand together as black people and be proud. And no matter how different our personalities are, we as one. American people don't lost that. American black folks lost that. We gotta find a way to bring it back. So we need a group that truly stands for something. It doesn't have a phrase like Black Lives Matter that confuses the hell out of people and pisses them off and back and forth. No, we need someone to go, oh, they're black. Well, I'm going to leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to stand with them. You know what I'm saying? But whatever. I don't know. Well, that's something I believe that there needs to be a better group of there. And there's multiple others that either needs a group or doesn't need one. And I believe elderly people need a group to preserve um, to preserve the heritage of the uh, elderly. I don't know. I can't figure one out. But I've been th- I've been thinking about that too. But anyway, hopefully I made some sense today, and you like this episode. And maybe I offended a lot of you. I don't know. But hopefully you understood what I was talking about. And we can try to humble society. Um, Anyway, peace be with you all. Blessings upon you always. Take care. Until later. Peace.